Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Now stay with a fan for this special program. Hey, baseball fans. The game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers have the lead. We'll hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office. I like Tim's perspective. History is made each and every year, and we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. Oh, boy, I think I have heartburn right now. It is a final in San Diego, and the results are not good. A 10-inning, 3-2 loss. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Tim Allen and the loss. There's Tim Shea as well as we are uh, talking a little Brewers baseball here, late-night action. And, again, as, as I've said just about uh, every year, uh, I don't care what time it is. We can talk about Brewers baseball in the middle of the night, middle of the day, morning. It doesn't matter. But uh, this one a little bit uh, on the tough side here, and it just it, it w- had the intensity, it had the energy, again, of a playoff feel-type game. It is... Um, it's a tough one. I will say that. A... a uh, Two for 13 with runners in scoring position. We can look at the offense. We can't blame the pitching. Guys, I know sometimes it's knee-jerk reaction of Miguel Sanchez. What is he doing in there? And You know, they gave up three total runs in 10 innings. This is on the offense here. Two for 13 with runners in scoring position. And one of those two didn't even score the run because they held Colton Wong in that 10th inning uh, and it, there was a little bit of a bobble there. I guess if they, they would have sent him, uh, he probably would have been safe. But, again, there were nobody out at that time. I, I don't know if that was the right way to go. Two for 13. Here's the biggest stat here, and that is uh, twice bases loaded, nobody out situations, and you come up empty. Two different times in this game, one in regulation, one in the extra frame. Bases juiced, nobody out, and you come away empty in both of those situations. Now, I know what I'd have done. You know, playing a little Monday morning quarterback is, um, especially in the tenth there, I would have bunted. I mean, I, I'm I'm sick of the, these bunts going against the Brewers right now. Those of you that think small ball is dead, you just just take a look at the last two games here, and you'll see that it's not. Some managers do apply the strategy of the bunt. It still is alive and well in baseball. <clears throat> and I would have done it with Kutch in the 10th inning. I would have just said, you get it down, McCutcheon. We, we have the lead here. Just get the bunt down. Now, the caveat to that is we're not aware of how good a bunter Andrew McCutcheon is. My guess, he should be okay, a veteran like that, just a baseball rat-type dude. 
My guess is he's pretty decent at it. And sometimes in extra frames here these days with, with this rule, you do play for the bigger inning. And I know Council has said that over the past year or two that, you know, a lot of times you're going to play for that bigger inning because the other guys, they have a situation to get at least one run fairly easy. But that's just what I would have done. Maybe that opens up the floodgates big time. Want to get your reaction on this as we are live here in the Lakeland University studios, the leader in online education. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. 414-799-1250. A 3-2-10 inning. Just, man, um, this one created some heartburn for me. It it just did. I You know, it was almost like... Me too, Timmy. A, Me too. Yeah, I was, it was, an, I was up it, and down on my seat. So It was an accident that was just sort of in slow motion. And you could kind of feel it slipping a little bit. And then it... You reserve some hope a little bit, and you 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 get to the two outs, and you know especially with Devin Williams as well. I mean, he that was no cakewalk in in his one inning, but he wiggles out of that with a big time strikeout. I mean, that was that was sweet to see against Machado as well. He he went at him. I mean that that was a nice sequence from Devin Williams. But again, the the backbone of hey we're. I'm a little tired of this. Let's lay down a bunt and make you make a play. You get the bunt down, it forces them to make a play. And they did make a play earlier in the game off the bat of Colton Wong. Cronenworth saved a couple of runs. You you just had – this would have been a great playoff game. This would have been instant classic playoff game. But, man, this is tough. Now, we do start out with uh, some roster moves and – Brewers uh, going through a little bit of, uh, I don't know, a valley, I guess, with some luck. And it's and it's not good luck. Every team goes through some of these things that the Brewers are going through right now. They do it every year. It's, you know, it's not something that you can control. Freddie Peralta added to the IL. We knew that last night. However, we didn't know that it was going to be a significant stay on the IL. We'll, get, we'll hear from Craig Council as he spoke pregame uh, explaining that in just a little bit. But, you know, that that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow right there. And then you have Josh Hader away on family emergency uh, leave. Uh, his wife is going through some uh, issues with her pregnancy. And, and I don't blame Josh Hader. I don't blame any of these guys to, to get out of town and, and, and get to – you know, their family in a situation like that. So, you know, that um, subsequently had a couple of roster moves. Miguel Sanchez, uh, he pitched tonight in that 10th inning. He was added. Also, Trevor Kelly added. And then you have also the hamstring injury. Now, there's another factor in, in this that would Hunter Renfro have made a difference in a 2-2 game uh, that headed into extras? Maybe. Absolutely could be. You had a situation in the, uh, what was it, ninth inning in which uh, you had three pinch hitters there. I, I didn't like the order of the pinch hitters. I, did, I didn't mind the pinch hitting in there. So we'll get to all that in our game recap. But I want to get your reaction here. If you're up late with us, if you're listening on the Odyssey app, uh, I appreciate that. And you can just sit back or on your way to work, uh, you're, you're listening to me right now. Uh, or if you're working out or whatever it might be, I appreciate that. And you can do that uh, each and every game. And I don't, I don't blame you. You got to get up early for work, and you couldn't stay up uh, late last night. I'm talking to you guys on on the uh, Tuesday morning edition, if you will. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's go to Brian. Brian, good morning. Your thoughts oh, on a three two loss? Wow, what a frustrating night at the plate. I mean, not once, but. Twice you had bases jammed full. You can't even get one stinking run across. And, I mean, that wasn't the only opportunity they had. They had several other opportunities with yeah, they did. scoring position as well. You know, I mean, it's just not not a good night advancing runners and getting someone in. You know, I mean, and, and, I, and I hear you about bunting, but I, I don't know. I mean, this team just doesn't seem to have that commitment there to or the desire really maybe even – to, uh, to, to put the ball down, you know, and, and I think that comes from the top, unfortunately. 
Yeah, I, I think you're right. And and I, I would get, seriously, I would get pissed uh, occasionally, and I would just say, you know what, screw it. Lay one down, get them on their heels, let's surprise them a little bit. You just don't see that under Craig Council. You don't. I'm not necessarily blaming him for this loss tonight. You're right. You blame you blame the offense. It's 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 crystal clear. Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned, I mean, it wasn't just the two times they had the bases loaded with, with no outs. There were, there were several other opportunities that they had runners on second and third a couple of times and, and couldn't get guys in. I mean, it just, ugh. Get know, the just bat on the not, ball. Get it in play. Yeah, not not, not good. You know, not no, good. This, this is a tough way to start out, this 11-gamer. That's for sure. It's very tough. All right, Brian, thanks for the call. Thanks for staying up with us. Adrian Hauser did his job tonight. I mean, he's he's been dynamite. He's, his ERA is now in the twos. He's been excellent this year. That's a great sign. So there's, there's a positive there. Six innings, allowing just one earned run on three hits. It didn't start out good for Adrian Hauser tonight. I mean, he had 32 pitches, a couple of walks, in that first inning, and uh, w- again, we'll get into our game recap. We're going to hear Craig Council post game, but I want you to sit back and and, and let's uh, you know get everyone clear on the news on on Freddie Peralta and get it from the uh, perspective of Craig Council prior to the game. He did talk on uh, Bally Sports Wisconsin about the Freddie Peralta situation. So it, it showed that it's a posterior shoulder strain. Um, He's going to miss a significant amount of time. Um, he will be back this season, um, but it's it's going to be a lengthy absence. And um, we, it's, it's uh, we're we're confident that that there's going to be no kind of like after effects to this thing. But we it's going to take a while to heal and then and then build it back up. Is posterior shoulder rotator cuff? Uh, no, no, it's. It is not rotator cuff. Okay. Posterior shoulder. It's posterior shoulder, yeah. And, and are they confident as well that this is something that heals rest and time? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 yes. That, there's, that's why there's no, that's why I'm very confident that there's no um, lasting effects to it. Is there no, no, no surgery is not discussed, not considered, not necessary. With this, with this specific injury, is there usually like amount of shutdown time that or is it just kind of wait and see? Um, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Just what? I, I mean, I, you know, the best right now, like we expect him to pitch again this year. Um, but he's gonna, it's going to be a significant chunk of time he misses. Just how, how much of a loss is that, Craig? Yeah, looking forward for your, you know, obviously yeah, I mean, you're Yeah. So I mean, every loss and a loss of. Oh, yeah. The significance of who Freddie is it, it chips away at you know your your group of pitchers and um, and you, you know we, we have a very capable replacement in the starting rotation but that him he, he's also you know Aaron has impacted us in other places and the way we were trending Aaron was probably going to impact us in the bullpen a little bit more as we as we move forward so we lose that and, and that means somebody else has to step up um, and and. You know, Freddie has set a very high bar with his performance here in the last, well, since he's, since he's been a brewer. Is Craig Council uh, before the game on Freddie Peralta. It's going to be significant amount of time that he has lost. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, determine how long that is, but I suspect a good couple of months. Uh, that's That's just my guess on this is that it would be a, a few months. And, and in, in the meantime, there's, there's Aaron Aspie. He's going to get the start on Wednesday, game three of the series. But now the Brewers with this loss, 26-16, and 16, and you thought that it might have been a little bit of a tipping point on Wednesday's walk-off victory. But when you look at that now, you measure it up a little bit. Brewers since then are 2-2. Two and two. So it may be headed in the other direction. And, and I will say this, that every single team will go through some bouts of bad luck. And you're seeing it in several different ways for this ball club right now. They just need to troop through it, get back at it, go back at it tomorrow, 
You've got a nice, a nice. You've got a great pitcher on the mound tomorrow, and and you should uh, you should be in that game and in an opportunity to win that game. And then the perspective changes a little bit, and you can go back at at it on Wednesday. It's a huge game tomorrow. It's a big big game tonight, and I'm a big believer, as you guys know, early in the game and early in the series to get that victory to kind of put them back on their heels and. They were toe-to-toe with these guys tonight. This was a good ball game. It really was a good ball game. It's frustrating. I understand that. I'm as frustrated as you guys are on this, and namely speaking, with the offense. And the offense, you know, I tweeted out earlier tonight, um, you know, with the loss of Freddie Peralta and, and Josh Hader, for that matter, he would have made a difference in this game as well. But if there's ever a time where the offense would get on a roll to pick up the pitchers, now would be the time. Now would be a perfect, perfect. The timing would be absolutely perfect. If they could get on a little bit of a roll like they did, uh, what, three, three, four weeks ago, where they were just on fire, the offense I'm talking about. It would be nice right now to get going on that. It uh, doesn't happen tonight. Two for 13 runners in scoring position. Uh, a couple of different opportunities. Situational baseball. Bases loaded and nobody out. It, it's, it, it really deflates the offense in baseball. It deflates the offensive side. And it really jazzes up the other side. I mean, Brewers have gotten out of their fair share of bases loaded, facing bases loaded, nobody out jams. They have. And it really fires up everybody on that side. But in this case, it was twice. And that's tough to handle. Like, come on, somebody come through with a base hit here. Somebody find some green here. Somebody get the ball in play here. When all you need is another run or two and you just couldn't get it, yeah. it's very deflating. I had And it's frustrating. Feeling- well, and, and it was a double whammy for me in the tenth inning. I was I was hopeful that it was a big big inning in the tenth inning, a crooked number, because I had a feeling that San Diego was going to put up a run or two in the bottom half. I figured they would need two or three. I just had this sense that they were going to need more than just the one run, and you just couldn't come up with that bases clearing double. You couldn't come up with it just a flare base hit. And in, in some cases, uh, uh, again, uh, this would have been, uh, you know, me getting my ire up a little bit and being a little tired of, of getting some bunts in key situation, situations and surprising my infield and pitchers with bunts. I would have just been, you know what? I'm going to do this right back at you. Let's go. Uh, that would have been me. Would it have been the right decision? I don't know. You know, that's where my emotions would have gotten involved, without without a doubt. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. We're up late talking about a Brewers game that really, outside of the final score, guys, it was a very entertaining game, and it was two heavyweights in the National League going at it. Make no mistake about it. It they are both of these teams, and as I said, everyone goes through the bouts of bad luck with loss of personnel. I mean, look at the Padres. They're missing one of the biggest stars in all all of baseball for for quite a quite a bit of time here. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Patrick, you're next here on the fan. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call, Tim. Yeah, man, it's rough rough performance by the by the offense. I guess one thing that hasn't been mentioned is I was disappointed in uh, McCutcheon because of the fact that. That pitcher threw five straight balls, and uh, McCutcheon, I think, let him off the hook. He like swung at a one and zero pitch, and mm-hmm. uh, and it just put that pitcher right back on track, and it ended up McCutcheon grounding grounding into a double play. But I think he's got to like take a pitch or two there. That pitcher came out, came on and just like threw five straight balls. Good point. I think you got to take a team at bat there and get a strike on you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it just seemed like uh, he fouled out. He fouled off a one and zero, you know, uh, ball, and uh, and it just set that guy back on track. But uh, I mean, overall, they had plenty of other opportunities to score. Um, just a rough night, but you know, 
rough night by the offense. Yeah, it, it, it really was, Patrick. I appreciate the call. It just was rough. This is one of those that's going to hurt for a little while. It It is. And I'm not going to gonna freak out. The, the I guess the best news is outside of the offense, um, not coming up with the you know golden opportunities here to come up with a hit and break things open a little bit. It was a pretty clean baseball game. You didn't see what you saw down in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago. You know, and and that's the thing. You you play a good, crisp, clean baseball game and you get beat. Okay, fine. You know, you, you, sometimes you tip your hat to their pitchers, but, you know, my goodness, this, this is two for 13. I mean, that's the way I look at it. The situations are situations, and sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. But two for 13 is a bigger picture. Somewhere in there, someone needed to get a, a, a clutch hit. And, and don't look now, Tyrone Taylor... Here's another uh, hidden little gem. Tyrone Taylor starting to heat up, guys, and that is good news. We're seeing him starting to take the lion's share of playing time for Lorenzo Cain. That's starting to work itself out as well. So, 242 batting average right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely, and he's like seven for his last 18. Yeah. I mean, he, he is, and, and you know what? They've been a little on the clutch side, and even as some of his outs have been loud. So you like that. Luis Urias, after the off day yesterday, comes up with a multi-hit game tonight, including potentially the game winner. I mean, he had a, 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 a bullet base hit earlier in the game, then a nice squared-up baseball in the 10th inning that, you know, I, I guess he hit the ball too hard for Colton Wong to score. <laughs> in the 10th, he's there at second base. It's crazy. All right, uh, Steve, you're next here on The Fan. Good morning, Steve. Hey, how's it going, Tim? Uh, I've been better. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you can say that you know the the pitching did its job tonight. Um, obviously, the offense had its woes, especially with the bases loaded situation. But I think you know, I think people need to remember that we're still missing we're still missing uh, Willie Adamas and Hunter uh, Renfro yep. went out of the game early. Yep. Um, and you know that really doesn't help the the offensive cause. But I mean, you you really got to scratch across the run when you got, especially in extra innings when one of those runners is a freebie. You just you got to find a, a way to you know to figure out a way of getting yep. that run across. You just do. And, and and what what if this were a playoff game? I wonder, Steve. What do you think? Does does Craig Council play this a little bit different if this were a playoff game? Uh, it, it's really hard to tell knowing Craig. I mean, you, you, you know, especially if, you know, if haters available, I think you, you're definitely going to see that guy in there. Um, and you know, that's another, that's another, you know, area that, that they really, uh, I mean, it, you, you could have used at least one extra good pitcher in this game yeah. for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Steve, thank, thanks for the call. Yes. Uh, the absence of Josh Hader played a huge role in this game. I mean, think about that. You had Boxberger, who, uh, by the way, I thought it was interesting. Boxberger went before Gott and got, got the eighth inning. Boxberger was seventh inning. They scored on, on Box to tie the game in that seventh. But Gott had the eighth, and then it was Williams nine. Well, I mean, you slide everything in. Um, maybe it would have been Gott, Williams, Hader. And then things turn out or look a little bit different heading into the latter stages. Uh, I, again, I, I, don't, I don't know. We don't know. I'm with you, Steve. You don't know what Craig Council would have done in a uh, playoff game. But I'm going to do a slight lean toward trying to scratch across a run. In a playoff game, I don't care how I get the lead. I want the lead. I don't play for a big inning. I don't play for anything else but the lead. I want a lead, and that's that. And I wonder, you know, again, it's it's fun to think about. It's fun to talk about. But this felt like a playoff game. This could be a playoff matchup. I mean, if, if you bet on this being a playoff matchup at some point in the postseason, it's it's not like you were stepping on, on out on a limb here. <laughs> I mean, this absolutely could happen. And I'm not that over – and again, I, at the risk of 
If you're saying I'm going to jinx the Brewers, okay, I wish I had that much power. But I will say this, that I'm not all that impressed with the Padres' offense. I'm really not. I'm not taking anything away from the Brewers' pitchers. But just by name, by lineup, I mean, they're well-managed. No question. I think I think Melvin's one of the better managers in baseball. But it just doesn't appear to me that they're this murderer's row, despite Machado and Hosmer. I mean, that's those are their two guys. And they, they do okay. I mean, it's Cronenworth and Profar. And I kind of like the Brewers' offense more, to tell you the truth. On paper, I do. I definitely do. Uh, you have information on Hunter Renfro, do you, Tim Shea? Yes, I do. He talked to reporters just a minute ago, and he will get an MRI tomorrow on his hamstring. Oh, he said he nice. couldn't assess the severity of it tonight. And he is quoted as saying, I may be back in three days. I may be back in four weeks. We don't know yet. Oh, man. <laughs> See? Yeah. Not uh... Every team goes through this, and it sucks. This is just, you know, one thing after another. It it's sort of snowballs on you. But you're going to have to just muscle up and go back at it tomorrow. Same time. We'll be on the air after the game. You just got to go do your thing. You, you got to get through it. And in this regard, the, the best thing I can say, the, this is what keeps my feet on the ground, when you go through these bouts of circumstance that are pretty negative, and that's mainly injuries, or sometimes it might be injuries and, uh, you know, a, a slump. Uh, injuries, and in this case, a, a family issue with Josh Hader. Hey, we wish him the best, you know, and, and the team's going to have to get through those types of things altogether. Best thing that keeps my feet on the ground right now, guys, is that it is only May 23rd. So in that regard, yes, it's on the early side. In terms of you know getting one of those postseason buys, which is the top two marks in the in the uh, National League, then it hurts a little bit when you go through this because it knocks you down a little bit on the win total. It will, it does. Every team does it though, so maybe it, it levels off uh, as we move along. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Thanks for being up late with us, Bill. You felt the need to pick up and call us at seven nine nine twelve fifty. Hello, Bill. Hey, Tim. Yeah, well, I'm retired, so I'm, I used to watch all these Brewer games no matter what. You're so lucky, so lucky. No kidding, yeah. Hauser had a heck of a game tonight. Yeah, he was dynamite. He's Is he at right now that, what, uh, 2.9 now? Well, I, thought, I thought it was less than that, but you know better. Uh, the reason I called is I, I was wondering what you think they're going to do about uh, – having uh, somebody come in to replace Renfro and uh, Peralta. Well, the Peralta thing's pretty easy. Ashby steps in, and they'll just go with a five-man here. The problem there is that they do have the uh, grueling schedule here, and that's another thing. You get all these issues, and then and then the schedule is just, wow, okay, it's a tough, tough part of the schedule. Um, you probably will go with a bullpen game in one of the games uh, next Monday, a week from today. But you'll have Ashby in there going every every five games. So that you're covered there. And I think we all feel pretty strongly that you, you kind of have good coverage. Now on the, uh, on the outfield side of things, you're going to have to dip down. Um, you're going to have to get creative here. Is it a Corey Ray call-up? Again? You know, he had a little cup of coffee last year. Yeah. Uh, Tyrone Taylor is going to get an everyday playing uh, potential here. If if Hunter Renfro is out more than just a handful of days, it's it's going to be Tyrone Taylor in right and Lorenzo Kane in center. I'm just moving forward, that's that's just it. Now, do yeah. you feel good about that? Defensively, yeah. Offensively, not particularly. I'm with you, Bill. I'm I'm right on with you. Do you think there's any chance they might bring up Ethan Small? Personally, I would do it on on Monday. And if you look back at how they 
how they uh, brought up both Alec Bettinger as well as um, Aaron Ashby, who did they get their first starts against? I think one got it against the Dodgers. I can't remember. I think it was Bettinger. Yeah, Ashby got it against, got it the, against the Cubs yeah, last year. And, and, and Ashby got it against the Cubs. And I, I think maybe, just maybe, it, it, it's either bullpen game, which I don't think is a good idea right now. Your bullpen, you got to leave that alone. Let that breathe a little, little bit. But you could see Ethan Small pitch on Memorial Day. That'd be, that'd be sweet. Yeah. That'd be cool. Well, enjoy your uh, night. Enjoy your morning. Enjoy your yeah, retirement, thanks, Bill. Thanks, I know Paul. you do. Have a good one. Thank yeah, yeah, tomorrow. yeah. Yep, right. yep. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. And and yeah, we get, we got to take a break. We're way beyond uh, where we should be with with uh, with our breaks. But if you want to jump in here, I'll make room for you. We're going to hear from Craig Council. Yeah, tough hit again on the injury front with Hunter Renfro, and a tough uh, hit on the win loss front a 3-2 10 inning loss and we're talking about it doesn't matter if it's late at night gene wagner plumbing post game show presented by jim dandies on south 27th street in oak creek tim allen and a brewers 3-2 loss we'll be right back 12:50 a.m the fan Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. Yeah, a tough one tonight as the Brewers fall in game one of this three-game set, game one of this 11-game road trip, and that's uh, key to pointing all of this stuff out and and winning will cure a lot of what ails you that's for sure and and hopefully you know the brewers can bounce back in game two of this three game set and they got the guy on the mound to do that uh, we're going to hear from craig council in just a little bit uh more tough news if you're just tuning in hunter renfro with a hamstring those can be a little tricky and we know that uh you know uh, a strain you know by definition, is a little bit of a tear. So when they say strain, it's always people think that, oh, it's just a strain. It's just a, yeah, it, it does mean there's some some damage done in there. It does heal up pretty quick if it's minor, but uh, they can linger too. And for a guy that's been hot, I mean, Hunter Renfro, that's a, that's a tough blow. Since April 23rd, a 923 OPS. And he leads the league in two-strike hits, and that includes five homers on two strikes. Five of his nine were on two strikes. And he's been rolling, guys. That's a big hit for this offense. And for an offense like in a game like tonight, I don't know. You you can make the argument that he would have made the difference. I mean, it recycles a little bit differently. Uh, There's pitchers that are, uh, you know, calling different pitches. 
not only in his sequence, but maybe in, to the next batter. It's just uh, that could have made the difference. That's a, that's a tough blow. So the Brewers lose. They go to 26-16. and 16. Let's uh, recap this one for you because it was outside of the outcome. Really was a good baseball game. Uh, Brewers in the first inning, strikeout, flyout, ground out. Wong, Arias, Yelich, yeah, nothing, nothing doing there. Hauser, a little messy in that first inning. One out walked to Machado, two out walked to Hosmer. I mean, there are two guys. And in the meantime, you're going heavy counts on the other guys. And he throws 32 pitches, allows no hits, no runs. Uh, and the game stayed scoreless into that second inning. Brewers, something happening in that second inning. You like taking the lead early in, in a game, let alone early in a series. Leadoff infield single by McCutcheon, followed up by a rowdy Telez walk. Renfro then with a fielder's choice. Uh, they get rowdy at second corners at that point. Narvaez then with a strikeout. Ouch, got to get that ball in play. Tyrone Taylor does with two out, two on, and two strikes. And line driving to right center. That'll do it. Tyrone Taylor drives in McCutcheon. Streaking for third is Renfro. He's going to be waved around third. Here comes the relay from Cronenworth. Not in time. Two-run double Tyrone Taylor. Yeah, with two outs, two on, two strikes. In the second inning, the Brewers take a deuces wild two-zip lead into the uh, bottom of that second inning. And Hauser, a uh, nice shutdown inning right there. Starts to settle in. One, two, three. Three ground balls. Short second, third. And we're off to that third inning with a two-zip uh, lead. One-out bullet base hit from Arias. Yelich a rollover. Pretty standard these days. Fly out by McCutcheon ends the threat. Arias uh, did end up at third by the end of that inning. Hauser, one, two, three in the third. Second had the uh, three ground ball outs in order. This three fly ball outs in order. So Hauser really settled in, and I think he threw seven pitches there in that third. Table set big time in the fourth inning. Leadoff base hit by Rowdy. Walked to Lorenzo Kane in for Hunter Renfro. Uh, so you get two on. That follows, uh, well, that, that precluded a walk to Jace Peterson bases juiced for Tyrone Taylor, and it, it didn't work. Shallow fly ball to right for the first out. Uh, I'm sorry, Jace Peterson strikes out for the second out. And at that time, possibly the play of the game. So you're trying to get something across there to tack on. Hell, you get a bases clearing double or something in that situation, you blow the game open a little bit. Put up a crooked number there. You're going to take a, a you know, four-zip, five-zip lead potentially. And you may run away with this game. So Colton Wong trying to bail out the bases loaded, nobody out situation. Bases loaded, two out. And after eight pitches, the play of the game is right here. Swinging a ground ball towards the middle. Fielded by Cronenworth. Throw to first. Got him. Wow, what a play by Jake Cronenworth to take two runs off the board. Yeah, that that was uh, it was a great play, and you tip your cap on the other side, man. Colton Wong, you couldn't have done anything more, really. Uh, sparkling play throws out Colton Wong uh, to take two off the board, as Jeff Levering just told you on Bally Sports Wisconsin. And you thought maybe that changes momentum a little bit. Uh, wouldn't you know it? A leadoff base hit for the Padres. However, Hauser buckles down. Stop the presses. Uh-uh. It wasn't going to happen as uh, Hosmer hits into a double play uh, and a strikeout to end that inning into the mid-portion of the game, fifth inning. And th- these are the games, guys. Uh, you know, we- we've been talking about it. These games are, are scoreless in the fourth, fifth. It's a It's a... 2-1, two, 2-zip, one, two, one 1-zip, one, one type baseball team right now. It's just what it is. Um, Christian Yelich did get a base hit in that uh, fifth inning, and uh, that leads to nothing. And they do get to Hauser in that fifth inning after one out, a base hit from uh, Luke Voigt, followed out by a Trent, followed up, I should say, by a, a, a double by Trent Grisham. 
Uh, Alfaro, Alfaro is 0-2 in the count. And that, this, I thought, was pivotal also, where Hauser is, you know, he's got that runner at third base, less than two out. The nine hitter works at full, gets it in play for a ground ball. Voigt scores to make it two to one. I thought that was pivotal. Uh, Cronenworth then with uh, two outs, he strikes out and uh, the damage was minimized two to one into the sixth inning. Base runners for the Brewers in the sixth inning. Lead off base hit by Lorenzo Kane. Omar with a fielder's choice. But uh, after that, Tyrone Taylor, a base hit. Where was that his last time up, right? First and second with just the one out for Jace Peterson. And he hits into an inning-ending double play into the bottom of the sixth, two to one. Again, a good game outside of the way it ended. Uh, Hauser, one, two, three, bottom of the sixth inning into the seventh inning with uh, the score, a one-run game in order for the Brewers in the seventh. Box in in the bottom half, and they get to him. A leadoff doubles. Then we get a ground ball, moves him over to third base. Get him on, get him over. Uh, Then a walk, first and third with one out. Small ball still lives in baseball. First and third, one out. Trent Grissom, Grissom, RBI base hit to tie the game at two. Wow. First and second with just the one out, one in. Ground ball deflects off Boxberger. Arias makes a nice play to get the force out for the second out. Corners now with the two outs and one in. Cronenworth up on him, 0-2, ends up walking him to load the bases to face Machado and gets him to fly out. I thought that was a big out, too, to minimize that damage. 2-2 into the eighth inning. One, two, three for the crew. No answer right there. Trevor got a scoreless bottom half. Uh, did allow an infield single. Puts up a goose egg into the ninth inning. Tied at two. Brasso, the pinch hitter. Three-pitch strikeout. Tyrone Taylor has a good night. Two hits, and he walked in that ninth inning. Then Keston Hira. What, see, here's where I'd have done it different. Either way, Omar was lifted, so you got you've got Caratini. I would have had Caratini bat first, and then with two outs go to Keston Hira. But Hira was overmatched. I mean, he was just three pitches and gone. Caratini flew out to end the inning. Devin Williams in for the bottom of the ninth inning, lead off base hit. Then he gets a, a fielder's choice that did did move the runner over. Then he gets a strikeout for the uh, second out. Goes full on Cronenworth, and he has an infield single to put runners at the corners and force the matchup. Machado against Devin Williams. They choose not to walk him right there. I thought that was interesting. I, I probably would have put him on right there. Load him. It's, it's Machado. He's having a banner year. Does punish the Brewers a little bit. But Devin says, no, I'm going to go at this dude. Fastball, out of the zone, ball one. Then a changeup. A swing and a miss for strike one. One one the count right there. Change up, and he fouls it for a one two count. What are you going to do here? Throw another change up? That's what you're thinking? Nah, uh, uh. He's he's going right at Machado. He's 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 got his ire up. Devin Williams does, and here's how it sounded on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Pitch struck him out with a high fastball at 96. We are destined for free baseball here in San Diego. Padres strand him on the corners as Williams gasses up Machado. Williams all sorts of fired up after that strikeout, and rightly so. That was a big out into the uh, extra innings at uh, 2-2. Colton Wong at second base. Urias with a base hit. Mm, Ball almost hit too, too hard. Because Colton Wong has to stay at third base. First and third for Yelich. Come on, baby. Come up clutch. Well, he walks. Really not much more to play with there. For McCutcheon, bases loaded. Nobody out. Situation once again. They had it earlier in the game. And the worst thing that could happen in that situation, a 1-2-3 double play. There was, I mean, if it gets by the pitcher, 
It may be a double play, but at least you played a run on it. But a one, two, three, comebacker to the plate, two first, and wow. I mean, that that to me, and I, I don't know, I'm not going to speak for you guys, but I would say that you kind of thought the game was over right there, didn't you? Uh, they go on to not score in the inning. Miguel Sanchez... Um, Gets a ground ball to move the ghost runner over to third base. One out with the runner at third. Hosmer up. They intentionally walk him to face Will Myers. Corners with one out. Uh, Hosmer steals second base, so they just put Myers on. Now, I'm wondering, would you have handled it that same way? Or do you just go ahead? There's one out and first base open. And do you go ahead and put Myers on, or do you let it play out? I mean, you're looking at you're looking at... A, a possibility of just a fly ball, a, a duffer on the infield, anything ends the game. I think Council did play it right. And that's where the strategy comes in with this new extra inning thing. Is that you can you can play this. There's different ways. And I still think to a degree, guys, um, I think managers are still trying to figure out the, the proper strategy, the nuances of this rule. I love this rule. And we see it again for the second time in, in a week, second time in, in five days. We see this play out to where it's, man, this is kind of cool. If, if you're a heritage guy, you're a purist, I, I, I get that. The history of the game, you're messing with that a little bit. I, I, I respect that. I do. But in terms of the evolution of the game, I would I would say that I would be an ambassador to have this rule stay. It won't happen in the postseason this year, and for all uh, accounts and, and reports, is that it's not going to happen next year. So uh, the next next batter, Hassan Kim, uh, lines out for the second out, and Miguel Sanchez has a has a chance to get out of it, but Azokar with a can you even say the ball was hit hard, Tim a Shea? A blooper. No doubt. I mean, come on. Here's one thing. Uh, McCutcheon talked to Adam McKelvey after the game, <clears throat> and usually we think as fans <clears throat> that, okay, they lost, the players will blow it over, they'll go out and play tomorrow. I think this one might have bothered them a little bit. Uh, McCutcheon was quoted as, you try to not be hard on yourself about it, but you just know those, uh, those are the type of games that we have to win. We just let that one get away from us tonight. Yeah, they had all the opportunities in the world, man. This this has to hurt. It it does hurt. There's there's no question. But you got to move on. Uh, we're gonna hear from Craig Council right now and hear what he has to say. Maybe a little update on Hunter Renfro as well. Brewers fall in ten three two. Here's Counts. There were so many kind of turning point moments, big moments in that game. Which one do you kind of stands out as the the, the one that that ended up changing the game? Well, every moment matters. So, I mean, I, I think every moment has an impact on the game. Um, I think, look, we, we loaded the bases twice and with nobody out and didn't score. Um, that's, that's, you know, runs that we didn't capitalize on after really good scoring opportunities. So that's, you know, that's, that's, that's our chance to score more. Uh, we caught a bad break on a ball that hit the pitcher's foot. Um, that, that probably would have got through. Um, but uh, so, yeah. What about that play that Cronenworth uh, made on? I think it was Cole. Yeah. Hit, yeah, yeah. I mean that's well, that's good baseball. I mean they, they made a, they made a play there, and you know anytime a team makes a play, you know you, you tip your hat. They made a play to keep runs off the board. For Sanchez, I mean that's just that's a tough spot coming up and. Well, I, I thought he pitched well. I mean, he, you know, he, he got the ground ball out um, to a to the left-handed hitter, and um, then he got, you know, we loaded the bases, and he made a really good pitch to Kim to, to get soft, weak contact, and um, fortunately, the, the next guy, um, you know, got enough of the ball and got it over the infielder's head. It's got to be a guy you trust to throw strikes in that spot, right? Yeah, I mean, we just, you know, it, it's it's what hitters do you want to face, really? You know, that's what you're. That's you know, any any contact hurts you, so um, that's what hitters do you want to face. Any update on Hunter? Uh, it's a hamstring strain. Um, 
we're going to get an MRI tomorrow, and uh, we'll assess after that. Was it on the run scoring play? Yeah. Well, he was really good. Um, you know, he, I, I thought he pitched really, really well. Um, I don't know, six strong innings uh, after a tough, challenging first inning. Really, really was efficient. Did a nice job in the fifth, kind of just managing that inning and, and only giving up one. Um, and came out and, and threw a really good sixth inning. So, job well done. Twice you, know, you talk about Machado, how dangerous he can be in two spots. Where... Yeah, I mean that's you know that's that's we, we got him out you know that's twice with with men on base and a chance for him to do some damage and you know really you know kind of end the game and um, our pitchers did a great job with him. Hosmer taking second base, so that make it a no brainer to put Will on too. Yeah, I mean that that was kind of the expected to have you know that was their choice that they had and. Um, so I wasn't surprised to do that, yeah. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the call of the game presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. 5 O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. Well, you just heard Craig Council talk about that strategy in the 10th inning once Hosmer stole second base. Do you, do you put Will Myers on? I, I don't know if he misunderstood the question or just didn't want to answer the strategy part of it. I think the question was posed pretty decent that, you know, is that the way to play that, to walk? And he, and he put the onus over there on the other on the other team. That's the way they wanted to play it. Well, I, I don't know. I would have said, well, is that the way you wanted to play it by intentionally walking Myers? Tim, what did you think? Do you think he didn't just didn't want to answer his I side of the strategy? I don't think he didn't want to answer it. <laughs> Maybe. I, I mean, I, I know this is radio and, you know, people out there can't see what he looked like, but – he looked frustrated when he was answering those questions tonight. Frazzled. Yep. And then the, these games will do it to you. Hell, I'm I'm frazzled and he, because he, of it. He just doesn't like losing. So no, and that's a good trait. Yeah, I mean that 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 really is, and that's what makes him a good manager. It, it really does. He just hates to lose, and you know he he does keep an even keel, or at least tries to most times. All right, the call of the game with five o'clock steakhouse. You heard him address uh, getting Machado. Now, runners uh, on base, and, and normally he, he's been doing some damage against this team and many others, but you know it was that ninth inning, as I said, Devin Williams was really jazzed up after getting him for the final out of the bottom of the ninth. Pitch. Struck him out with a high fastball at 96. We are destined for free baseball here in San Diego. Padres strand him on the corners as Williams gasses up Machado. Yeah, that on Bally Sports Wisconsin as the Brewers fall 3-2 in 10 innings. We're going to take a peek at uh, tomorrow's matchup. Well, later tonight's matchup, uh, as it were. Call the game brought to you by 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. Their home grill kits. I would highly recommend it. Just one time, just try it for me. You're going to like it. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. Come back and, and check the matchups. Can we hear from anybody? Renfro, did he speak? I don't know if he did or I, I just quotes I'm out just there. Just quotes out yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's another tough hit. Boy, they need something positive to happen. Oh, I know. That could be a win in game two. We'll talk about that next here on the fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Let's put an eye on the enemy on 1250 AM, The Fan. All right, welcome back. A uh, couple of minutes here left here as we take a peek at uh, tomorrow's matchup. Corbin Burns is going to be on the hill now. 
Again, this is going to be uh, against Blake Snell, and we'll get the numbers here in a second, but this is going to be on the Brewers' offense most times. And really, you could say that not only about Burns starts, but about a lot of these guys' starts. I mean, I, I would, just caught myself. I'm like, most times when Burns is on the No, most times when Hauser's on the mound. Most times when Lauer's on the mound. Most times when Woody's on the mound. Well, now we got to wait out Freddie. And you would assume the same thing with Ashby. These guys are that good that it leans on the offense to get the job done. Now, I don't know if, if there's a little additional pressure because of that or it's just simply the offense is what they are. So uh, that's going to have to shake out. I still think they're a little bit better. Tomorrow night we're gonna, I'm going to go through the uh, – uh, the offensive numbers again by team, and I think we'll make that a weekly Monday or Tuesday kind of uh, update. And not just, you know, uh, self-isolated as to how the Brewers' offense is doing. Go through how they rank against other National League offenses. I think that's probably the fair way to do it because when you think about the, uh, you know, baseball's in play, now we that story has settled down here a little bit. Although over the weekend, you did see a lot of uh, baseballs hit uh, deep that didn't fly out. You did. But that story about them tampering with the baseballs, Major League Baseball tampering with the balls, that story is dying out a little bit. But I was thinking about that the other day. And think of it from Major League Baseball's perspective. They want to improve the game. That's pretty obvious. Uh, they they want to make sure they respect its heritage at the same time. But when you think about how to control the offense versus pitching, you don't want one to be dominating over the other, right? It's much like in football, offenses versus the defenses. Um, there's been rule changes to kind of you know improve the game a little bit to the point where all of the fans can enjoy it. It's a great product. So the baseball is no different. They want to do the same thing. Think of it this way. What if you had on given weekends or given periods of time, say the next two weeks, we add in out of every hundred baseballs, game balls, they do the deaden ball and you can't identify them. Throw 22 of them into every 100 baseballs. And then you could, you could really develop the, uh, a, a metric, a s- statistical database that says, hey, 22 of every 100, we're going to put in as a little bit more deadened, and let's check the average offensive outputs in baseball games over that period of time. Did we overdo it? Next time frame, well, we, we overdid it a little bit. Let, let's, uh, let's, let's bring that thing down to about 15 out of every 100 baseballs. Think of it that way. I'm not saying that that's what they're doing, but if you wanted to get data on how to control the environment, pitching versus offense, and if you were to tamper with baseballs, I think that's the way to do it. Does that make sense, Tim? When yeah. You, when, you say, when you say, okay, these bats, for the next month, we're using... We're going to put X amount of baseballs. There's a ratio of every 100, there'll be, say, 25 that are deadened. Mm-hmm. And le- at the end of this month, let's check the offensive numbers. How did that, they rank against you know, years past, recent years past? And then if they, they want to change it the following month, let's say, okay, only put 10, uh, 10 deadened baseballs in. And let's see what that does and tinker with it that way a little bit. Again, I'm not saying they're doing it. I'm not saying that that's how I would do it, but from their perspective, to find the threshold that is not only going to respect the pitching, but it's also going to respect an offense which needs to be there because the casual fan base needs it, and they want it, and society needs it to have a more exciting baseball game. I know it sounds like a radical idea, but in a way they might be doing that. Because for all accounts, do you trust ball players when they say there's two different baseballs? Yes. I think I do. Yes. 
I think I do too. I wonder if there's a different feel to them, too. I, I, and and when you when you look at the tra- trajectory, mm-hmm. the launch angle, the exit below, you know, I, I mean, why are some under under environments that don't change? You know, this isn't Wrigley with the wind blowing out or in. This is this is in domes, and and it's we we can measure the launch angle. And again, this is getting into super minute physics too. But you measure the launch angle uh, as well as the exit velocity. Now it could have hit a soft spot of the wooden bat. I mean, that's in 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 the equation here. Uh, but it does appear that there are two different baseballs, and and I trust these players. They they know. I mean, some guys sleep with their baseball bats. These pitchers, they know the feel of a baseball. I mean, like the back of their hand, they know baseball. So it's just something something to think about in terms of offensive output. But when when we measure uh, the Brewers' offense, if you isolate it down to how do you think they're doing, probably they're underachieving, right, most of our opinions. But if you rank it like we did, Tim, I think you and I did this a week ago. Mm-hmm. When you rank it against its peers, meaning the other teams, they're actually decent. So we'll do that tomorrow night. We'll just check their rankings, uh, try and get today's game into those rankings as well. It's probably not going to fare very well for the crew. No, no. But, uh, we we did those rankings while I I was with uh, at that next morning. I was with Bart Winkler the, from mm-hmm. the uh, morning show, and I threw those numbers at him, and he was a little surprised as well. So. It is surprising. I think it's fair to make sure we we inform Brewers fans Mm -hmm. that, yes, this offense struggles from our own perception uh, game by game by game. We want Rowdy to be hitting three-run doubles and Yelich to be clutch and all this stuff. But, you know, baseball may be down in offense a little bit. They may be tinkering, like I said, a little bit too much. And now it may swerve back to the other lane a little bit as they maybe not tinker too much with the baseballs. Who knows? It's, it's something to keep our eyes on for sure. The storyline seems to be going away, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't read too much of no, anything. You don't hear it as much either. About the baseballs yep. anymore. Although they did hit about 17,000 baseballs to the track yesterday. So I don't know. Maybe it's one of those one of those weekends. All right. It's game uh, two of this three-game set. Uh, 8.40 Central Time, first pitch after the last pitch. You make the switch right here. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street. Burns and Blake Snell, Tim Shea. Yeah, Corbin Burns, 1-2 with a 2.26 ERA. Going up against Blake Snell, who's making his second start of the season. He is 0-1 with a 7.36 ERA. Uh, he last pitched on Wednesday in a 3 nothing loss at Philadelphia. Yeah, if there's a game where the offense could, and again, I, I tweeted this out, but it's pretty important right now. And that is the offense to pick up this sort of, I don't know, a little bit of a bad news roll that the Brewers are on. And we, we've had worse situations than this, but uh, they're getting hit with, with the injury bug and you know, they're going to have to fight their way through it. So let's talk more about it 24 hours from right now. You can also right here. listen to uh, Tim tomorrow morning with Bart Winkler. Yes, you can. Oh, it's just that's a continuation right. of the postgame show. Uh, uh, yeah, a few hours a couple from hours. right now. Yeah, I said tomorrow morning, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, a couple just hours. A, just a couple hours away. 7 a.m. with Bart Winkler. We'll be talking some Brewers baseball, and you never know with Bart. He's the wild card. We could be talking about anything under the sun. But uh, we'll certainly get some Brewers conversation in. That's going to do it for us. For Tim Shea, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great morning. And remember, despite the outcome, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.